Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So please take a minute and visit mbcocala.com slash stories to tell us your story. And if God has used this ministry to touch your life in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. Help us to continue delivering God's word to the world. You can give online or through our mobile giving app. Today, we are hearing a message from our series entitled, Do Unto Others. This series delves into God's call for justice and peace and invites you to be His hands and feet in a hurting world. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala. All right. Good morning. It's been a good morning so far, hasn't it? Amen. It's about to get gooder. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping. Amen. How many of you know that gooder is not grammatically correct? I just want to make sure. Can we all stand together? We're going to pray and get into the word this morning. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. That's where our help comes from. Just take a moment and just connect. Make sure your heart is connected. We're not just raising our hands, but our heart is connected here. Just take a moment to do that right now. Lord, we come before you this morning just, first of all, so grateful that we even can, that we can even approach you. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your mercy and your patience. And thank you for what you desire to do in this service, in all of us together and in each of us individually. Ask, Lord, that you would just touch and help and breathe upon every one of us today. Every one of us would have an encounter with you and your truth today. Pray that you'd help me to deliver your word in the right way. And I pray that when everything is said and done this morning, that you, Lord Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, that you would be pleased, that you would be honored, and that these, your people, every one of them, would be helped today. And that is our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. Help me welcome our internet audience, would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you for coming out this morning. Um, I just got back. I was in school again this week. And some of you say, you look awful old to still be in school. I had a lot of build-up detention that I had to, to work on. No, actually, I've I'm, I'm, uh, been in school for a little while, and I'm in a doctoral program. And Alicia and I were talking yesterday, and um, she encouraged me to just share a few things with you. She said, I think this would be important to let you know where I'm at in this program. I have two classes left, so that's a good, good, good thing. No, 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 don't, don't clap. Because then after that, I've got a year of writing, okay, for, for dissertation. So when we get done with that, then we're going to clap, y'all. We're, we're going to have cupcakes and everything, all right? So... Uh, but this is the important thing I want to say to you. I, why am I even doing this? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not trying to go anywhere, be anything else. I, am, I want to serve you better. I want to be better equipped to serve you. And, and I think this is part of what God has led me to do. The information, the training, the, the people that I'm exposed to during this time is just so, so rich. So she just felt it important, and I do too, to let you know I'm not doing this so I can go do something else. I'm doing this so that I can do what we're doing here better, okay? So I just want to share that with you, all right? All right. But y'all pray for me. And keep praying for my son, Joshua. He's in Rwanda as we speak, and he should be back in the States by, I believe, Wednesday night. So I appreciate your prayers there and an incredible trip over there. Well, um, I believe that a series, I tell you this all the time, a series is a season, 
And it's a season that I believe God is saying something to us as a, as a church. And uh, he's speaking to us now some things about our hearts. Everybody say my heart. And uh, we're going to look a little further in depth at this whole idea of do unto others. And then speaking of seasons, two months from today is Christmas. Okay? So just remind you of that. I'll get my sizes to you and all that stuff. And see if we go. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law. This is the essence. You add it all up. This is the, the total of the law and the prophets. This is what it's all about. And so he's wanting us to do unto others and kind of the filter or the, the lens through which we uh, judge what to do to others, how to treat others is what would you want done to you. If you were in a spot, how many of you have ever been in a spot before? Okay, I'm going to try it one more time. How many of you have ever been in a spot before? Okay, good. Because I'm about to put you in a spot and say, stand up, please, those of you that are spotless, okay? And then you'd be, then you'd be in a spot, okay? But uh, how many of you know that sometimes you're in a spot of your own making? And what would you want somebody to do to you? Make fun of you, berate you, ignore you? No, you would hope, you would wish that somebody would be kind, would be understanding, would be encouraging, would be helpful to you. And sometimes that even involves some correction or whatever. But, you know, we want to make that, how do I treat others needs to be, well, how would I want to be treated? And when we do that, I think we're in alignment with God's heart. And that is what this is all about. That's the summation of the law and the prophets is that we would treat people the way that God treats us. And what it actually comes out is in is this, is active goodness and mercy. Say that, active goodness and and mercy, you know, like God does with us, active goodness and mercy. Well, um, words matter. And I, I want to back up on this idea, first of all, to, to make the full loop on this. Um, God cares deeply for those who are in a spot. He cares deeply for those that are hurt, that are poor, that are broken, that are uh, disadvantaged, vulnerable, the widow, the orphan, and all the parallel epidemics that we have in our culture today, God cares deeply. Amen. Y'all didn't hear me. God cares deeply. And he is calling us to care deeply as well. Another way to say it is this. If it's important to the heart of God, it should be important to us. Let me check on these folks over here. If, if it is important to the heart of God, it should be important to us. Well, they've got it, so let me just check. If it's important to God, it should be important to us. Right. And, and that's what I want us to take out of here. And how do I know what's important to God? There's a number of ways that he wants to get that across to us. Now, the idea that words matter. Say that with me. Words matter. They really do matter. Um, not just what you say, but how you say it. You know, sometimes you can get in the written transcript of something. It looks right, but the way it was said. You know, I've told you before, you know, my parents would make me apologize to my sister or my brother. You know, say you're sorry and tell them you love them and you'll never do it again. Sorry. <laughs> written transcript says sorry, you know. Exactly what I was told to say. But I said something different by my tone. So content is important. Tone is important. And then things that don't get said matter. 
You know, I, I talk to men all the time. They, you know, they're grown men, and they say, my dad never told me he loved me. My dad never told me he was proud of me. And you know what a guy does then? He spends the rest of his life trying to find father figures somehow or to prove himself in some way that, you know, I'm lovable and somebody should be proud of me. And then I run across women all the, all the time throughout ministry that, you know, they've, they've made decisions in their life or devalued themselves because no one ever valued them properly and told them, you know, said certain words to them that are important. So we are also the product of what was not said to us. And then we've had things said to us that have hurt us and then things that have encouraged us. Words matter. Words matter. And then have you ever uh, said something you wish you hadn't said? You know, it's like your first date with somebody. You go, oh, I love you. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, or have you done this? I've done this before. You know, you're in class at school and you raise your hand and call the teacher mom. (laughs) Or you're on a business call. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your help and, and I love you. I love what you've done with the business, you know, right? Words matter. Listen to this. This is by uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Speak clearly. If you speak at all, carve every word before you let it fall. Hemingway said this, all our words from loose using have lost their edge. We use words like awesome, and it wasn't awesome. It was ice cream, you know, amazing. Not really. It was a roller coaster, you know, and and we've dumbed down these words that actually are worship words that belong to something or someone that truly is awesome or truly is amazing. And we've, we've, you know, dumbed all of these things down. Well, then we come to God's word which is the Word of God, the Bible, Scripture. And another way to put this, uh, put this is it's God's words. God's words. And remember that words matter. And so God's words are inspired by God. The, the Scripture says that he moved upon holy men of old to write. So inspiration came from God himself so that men would pen his words. And we receive those words today and they're still inspired. They're still full of the life and the breath of God. And we, we come to see in Scripture that, that God was meaningful and deliberate about the use of language. Very meaningful, very deliberate about his use of language. In the, in the Bible, we have the Old Testament, which is written in Hebrew. And we have the New Testament written in Greek. And both of those language, languages are very, very rich. And not to insult us today... But those languages are so rich. They're more rich than our language. They're, they're, the words in the Hebrew and the words in the, in the Greek are sometimes such. They, can, they contain so much, just a single word, that it sometimes takes us many words, even a paragraph, to try to describe what was contained in those words. It's amazing. And so we do word studies to help us understand some things. And word studies help, helps us to drill down into the original languages. And don't worry, we're not going to get complex today. We're going to try to bring something up very simple and understandable and give us a, an overview of something incredible today. And I mean incredible. Um, but we're able to drill down into Scripture and see things that we wouldn't have seen just through a casual reading. And so 
the benefit of some word study today, we're going to look at one of the big words. Everybody say big word. One of the big words of scripture, and it is this, righteous, righteousness, okay? And they're used kind of in some different ways. Part of it has to do with a, a condition or a concept, and part of it has to do with a people. You know, there are people that are referred to as a righteous people. We're going to find out what this means. And we do righteous things, or our condition would be that we're righteous before God. Uh, combinations of these words are used uh, almost 600 times throughout the Bible. And we want to dig into this a little bit and, and look at some dimensions of this as it relates to do unto others. And so first of all, let's look here. And we, the first dimension of right or righteous is this, up, up. Everybody say up. up. And I'm going to be working uh, new school and old school today. Okay, y'all with me? All right. So up, everybody say up. Well, up for us is God, okay? So just let this represent God, and here's us. And so up is vertical. Up is vertical. So this has to do with a, a relationship with God. This has to do with being right with God. And this is righteous. See, we have no righteousness of ourselves. Amen. Our righteousness is like dirty rags, the Scripture says, Okay? And so, not useful and gross. And so, our righteousness, first righteousness is up, it's vertical, and this is when we get right with God. But when we get right with God, it wasn't what you or I did, it's what he has done for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so... When this is going on, when this uprighteousness, he becomes central to us. He becomes, seek him first. He becomes our source. He becomes our boss, okay? And so that's the first. And now just to kind of color code it just a little bit, the second, the second dimension then of right or righteousness would be in. Everybody say in. And this in is internal, it's inside of us. So we get up going, and now in comes, and in comes from above. And let me go ahead and do this, and it comes into our hearts. Everybody say, my heart. That's mostly what this is about is our heart. And God begins now a righteous work inside of us. And so righteousness, first of all, means right with God. Now that we're right with God, righteousness starts to take root in our lives. And righteousness, bottom line, is that we're doing right things. What are right things? It's what God wants us to do. We're in alignment. We're in sync with what God wants. And now things start to happen in us that impacts us. Because he's working in our heart, it impacts our behavior, our conduct, our disposition. Do you know what that is? That means that the more and more this works in us, you shouldn't be so grumpy. I feel like I should say it again. As he's working at us in this way, you shouldn't be so grumpy. And you shouldn't be so negative. Because you're connected with, with heaven, with God. So we're right with God. That's righteous. That's righteousness. And then he's, work, he's at work in us in such a way now that my thoughts, my desires, my motivation, my disposition, my conversation, my behavior now are righteous because they're just in tune with what he wants with what he wants done. Amen? Amen? This is when we're walking in the spirit. 
led by the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, presence of God. We're aware of God's presence in our life, uh, spiritual formation. We're maturing in the, in the things of God. And now what's happening is God's heart is flowing into my heart. So up, everybody say up. And now in, God starts to pour in. Up has to happen first. Because you, you can't just say, well, I'm doing all the right things. And bless their hearts, I've known too many people that I'm just doing the right things. That's Christianity, right? Doing all the right things. No. No, you can't do the right things. Let me try, but we're so inconsistent even on our best day. What this is about is right with him because of what he's done for us. And now he begins a work in us. It's not just checking off all the checks, which reminds me of the Pharisees. Do y'all remember the Pharisees? There were these religious leaders that were so do-gooders, and they were just by the law, letter of the law, and we're going to check off everything. I got to get this done. I did it. Check, check, check. I did all the right things, and I'm feeling so good about it. I'm going to add a few other things that I should do to let you know how righteous I am. And Jesus said the problem with them is they're doing all the right stuff, but their hearts were cold and hard. And he, he said this. He said, you need to make sure that you have a righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. If you want anything to do with heaven at all, you need to make sure that you're not just checking all the checks, but that you've got something that's actually real that's working in you, and it's going to come out of up. In happens because up happen. Y'all with me? And then as God does his work in our heart, his heart's coming into my heart and into your heart. Then we want to make sure that we don't close our heart. What's our topic again? Do unto others. We want to make sure that's not just, just me and Jesus and the heck with everybody else. It doesn't work that way. So it's up, it's in. And as he pours his heart into my heart, my heart becomes more and more like his. Then be careful that we don't shut our heart. Because then the next part of this is called out, out. Everybody say out. And so what we have, an out is horizontal. Out is horizontal. So that's this way. Vertical, inside, horizontal. Y'all with me? I'm going to be working on a dance for this for third service. So, all right. So you may want to come back. Well, what we have, God, we've got us, our heart. And then we've got people around us, and we have things around us. There's responsibilities, there's situations that are around us. And so we have up, we have in, and then we have out, or you could even say it's called through. And what happens here, it's it's God's heart through me, God's heart through you. Remember that do unto others is this, active goodness and mercy. So what should be coming out of us? Not just being a do-gooder, but active goodness and mercy coming through us. Remember we talked about this last week, compassion and mercy. Compassion feels the need. When people are in need, when people are hurting around you or even on the news, we should feel it. Are y'all here? We should feel it. And then mercy is we fill it. We can't always fill every need, but we should always feel every need. Because why? Because that's important to God. That's what God's heart is. And so what happens here is then we, people around us then, 
Now, righteousness, if you do right to somebody, that's righteousness. And so people and things, we start to allow God's heart to come through us to the people that are around us. Are you with me so far? All right. Righteousness also includes the idea of right, uh, just. Um, I looked up righteous in the Urban Dictionary. Do y'all know there is one? It's online. Urban Dictionary. And it gives a sample sentence for how to use righteous. And it says this. Oh, man, that lasagna was righteous. (laughs) Have y'all ever had some righteous lasagna? Okay, words matter. And now what they're saying is this word is uh, righteous means sweet. That's part of the definition. Also, sick. Now, some of you older ones, if somebody told you this lasagna is sick, how many of you know, I, no, I don't want any, right? But if you're a little younger and you understand sick, give me two helpings. And if you're in between old and young, then you'd say it's gnarly, okay? Okay. But righteous, do you see how we take words, you know? But righteous really means right, right, right with God. Right things going on in me, right things coming out of me. That's righteousness, and that's the basis, that's the launching pad of of do unto others. And it plays out, another word related to it is just. Do the just thing. Uh, Justice. Do the right thing. Righteous. Righteousness. And so as this is happening in us, we can also see some things that are unjust, We can see some things that are unrighteous. What are you talking about? The way people are handled, the way things are handled, that that was unjust. That was not right. And so as we begin to see these, and as righteousness is up and in and now out or through us, it's going to impact us. It should impact us. Follow me on this. Day to day. Everybody say day to day. Day to day. On how you and I handle people and responsibilities and interactions, that we handle, uh, handle those things with integrity and kindness and generosity uh, and equity, fairness, that we would handle people and things in the right way. So this brings us, you're ahead of me, screen people. Wait one second for me. Um, sorry to have to yell at them right in front of all you guys. Can we give it up for the screen people? They're, they're in the back room there. Just wait on me. All right. What happens, so we've got up, everybody say up, up. In, in, out. Okay, now as it becomes out, then here's what happens. First thing, do you know what it might would be? <laughs> do right. There it is. If you and I do right, and I'm going to submit to you, you can do right and your heart not be right. Okay? You can do that, but that's not what we're after because that's truly not righteousness. Righteousness comes from up, in, and now out. And then when we do right, we do right pertaining to what? We do right with people and things, responsibilities. And as we do that, then, then follow this, then they're going to be all right. So as a husband... If I do right, 
then my wife should be all right. I'm a father, my children. I should handle things in a way, I should do right, active goodness and mercy, so that they're taken care of. Your job, and you need to start to view your job, your vocation as a calling. You know, God has me there for the majority of your week. God, what do you want to do? He wants to do something out. He wants to do something through you. You should do right at work. Not just so you don't get caught or whatever else, because that's righteousness. Did you know working hard and showing integrity at work, that's righteousness. And so when we're letting that come through us and we do right, then people and things are taken care of. That's actually called primary justice. But, look at me for this, but... There's too many people that don't do right. Why not? Well, because they're selfish or they're uh, careless, oblivious, um, compromised, or even evil. And so they don't do right. And so when they don't do right, follow this out of their heart, they don't do right or they do wrong, then people and things are not taken care of injustice, unrighteousness. And what's the result of that then? Then somebody's going to be hurt. Somebody's not going to be provided for. Somebody's going to be damaged in some way. Somebody's going to be left out. Somebody's vulnerable. Somebody's hurting. Somebody's hungry. That happens because of injustice and unrighteousness. You know, there are unjust nations and rulers, you know, that will take did you know studies show that world hunger should have money has been spent enough to have solved world hunger several times over? But you have people that do injustice. They have in, injustice. It happens all the time. It happens all over the place. And what God has wanted to do is to have a righteous people so that they'll do right. And if we'll do right, then people and things around us will be taken care of. But like I said, not everybody's going to do right. Follow this. They're not going to do right, so that's going to leave people and things not taken care of. So that brings in who again? The righteous. And that brings the second half of the out part of righteous, and it's this. Make right. Make right. And so when I do right, that is active goodness. And when I make right, that is active mercy. So I see a situation here. Or I see a person here, and injustice has happened to their life. They're broke. They're vulnerable. They're hurt. They're hungry. Whatever the situation would be, normally the reason that's happening is because of some kind of uh, injustice or unrighteousness. Are you following me? See, if you and I will do right, then the people and things around us, God will help us to make sure they're taken care of. Okay? But when that does not happen, then there are going to be people and things that there's injustice, unrighteousness, there's going to be need and lack. And did I tell you at the beginning that God cares deeply? God cares deeply for those that are broken and hungry and hurting and vulnerable. And so what's he going to do? He wants to make it right. So who does he call upon? He calls upon people who are right with him and have right happening in their life and now right starts to come through them first of all they will be a people that will do right y'all remember Dudley do right we will do right but you know what else this is a different kind of people these are people that are connected with heaven and they'll not only do right you know what they'll do 
Because of the heart of God, they'll see this that is not right. And they will what? They will make right. They will make right. And this is what God is wanting to do through his people. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now, let me say this. You and I, relieve yourself of this. We can't fix everything. We can't fix everybody. Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always. But that doesn't mean that we close our eyes and close our ears and close our heart and say, tough luck. You know, if you'd handle things like I did and if you made better decisions and, you know, you wouldn't be in this pickle. Well, you know what? Active goodness and mercy doesn't even talk that way. Active goodness and mercy looks to the one who even made me right and says, you got anything for me to do in this? And then God works in and then God will work through. But, but understand this, you're not, you and I, we're not going to be able to meet every need. We're not going to be able to fix every person. We may not have the resources. I was traveling again this week and I saw situations in the airport and my heart went out, but I didn't have the time, the resources, the connection to do anything. But you know what? We may not be able to do something, but we should feel it. You see things on the news. Don't just say, well, phew, stinks to be you. Glad it's not me. That's not the heart of righteousness. The heart of righteousness, you know, had that horrible storm headed toward Mexico. It's like, well, man, I'm just glad it's not coming to Florida. Well, I am glad it's not coming to Florida, but I also prayed for those people, and I'm so glad that storm just came back down to about nothing. Amen. You and I can't fix everybody and everything. And you may not even be led sometimes. That's a biggie. But don't, don't be impure about that. There's sometimes, you know, well, I don't feel led to do anything. No, truly check your heart. And if God leads you, he will provide for you to be able to do something. But we're not going to be able to fix everybody and everything. We may not be able to fill the need, but we should always feel the need. Let me wrap up with one thing real quick. Go with me to Psalm 5, verse 12. It says, for you, O Lord, watch this carefully. Remember, words matter. For you, O Lord, will bless the who? This is good. Bless the righteous with favor you will surround him as with a shield that means that god will bless you and i if if this is us he will bless us and he will surround us with favor here here's what we could take this wrong and go goody goody good for me but the real righteous that have up and in at work understand that the blessing and the favor is not just for me The righteous understand that we're blessed so that we can be a blessing. blessing. And we have favor on us so that we can show what? Favor. And so as the righteous, not self-righteous, I hate self-righteous. I hate religious. I I hate rigid, pharisaical, letter of the law. That's not the heart of God. And the quicker you and I realize, you know, it's our connection with him. He made it all possible. We could be right with him. And then his relationship with him, he will work and conform our heart, will align with him that we'll begin to carry ourselves in right ways, which is righteousness. And then through us, righteousness will go out, active goodness and mercy to touch and help to do right. And then as we see it to make right, But the righteous understand this. If I have any favor, if I have any blessing, it's not just for me. My time, my talent, my treasure, my touch is not just for me. 
It's for the people around me. And the righteous also understand this, that I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to keep doing the things, to stay in touch with God in such a way that he can continue to bless me and he can continue to give favor in my life. Because when we have up and in and out and we do right and we make right, showing active goodness and mercy, that is the launching place to do unto others. And when that righteousness is happening in and through our lives, hold on for this, and we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come, righteousness is established. And what that really means, it's a foretaste, it's a preview of the fullness of the kingdom of heaven that is to come, where there is no sorrow and no crying and no pain. It's God's scattering seeds of heaven and glimpses of what heaven and being in the kingdom of heaven will be like. And he wants his righteous people in connection with him to do unto others. And when we do unto others, here's the whole shooting match right here. He's pleased and people are helped. And that is righteous. That's sweet. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?